Welcome once again to Western Kabuki. Uh, we are doing it late night as usual. It, well, late night for me, not so late <laughs> night for Caleb. It's 6.30 p.m. for him. How you doing, Caleb? I'm crushing it, man. Doing good. <laughs> uh, feeling less good. Ha- uh, I feel like there's never a time when one of us doesn't have either a cold or COVID. Yeah. Uh, it, Juniper is under the weather back from a trip to um, a smash tournament. How, yeah, beautiful, trip? beautiful California. Uh, it was it was wonderful. I went to Genesis, the like the the Smash tournament major, uh, participated. It was it was a wonderful time. Um, if I, I a lot, I met a lot of people. I think that listen to this show and follow me. So that was really nice. If uh, shout out to the people that came up and talked and beat me at melee and or I beat you at melee. Shout out. Yeah, you met up with Marcos, the homie. Yeah, the homie. Yeah. Oh, damn. How was yeah. that? Yeah, it was awesome. He he brought me to a, a really good coffee place, and I'm not even joking. He it was the best coffee I've ever had in my life. Um, oh. It was just straight up black coffee, but it tasted like cinnamon and honey, and like it was incredible. There was a whole process to it. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's the best coffee. And then he brought me to a little restaurant. It was wonderful. The homie. He lives up to the name. He is the yeah. homie. Yeah. I bet the homie hug probably hits. Yeah, no, sure. we we did the homie hug. It was it was wonderful. Shout out. Um, and our guest today is uh former podcaster, current shit poster, Diana at really calm on Twitter, L R R L Y C A L M. Uh Diana, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? Um, how does it feel to be back behind the mic? Uh intimidating. <laughs> Very scary. It's nice nice to be among greats. This is the least intimidating. <laughs> among greats is a little I, I mean I don't want to speak for the rest of you. I don't want to denigrate you guys in front of you but among greats feels like a little generous <laughs> a little generous <laughs> now you can you can you can say you did a good podcast before before western kabuki you you had a you had a good podcast you can thank you I had a yeah. small project I did for fun, yeah, but maybe I'll become for a those podcast. of you who are um not familiar with Diana if Diana pops up in your feed, there is like a 97% chance they're also going to be about 30 to 40 rabid 55-year-old guys just yelling <laughs> at her. That is um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what you are probably most known for, uh, Twitter hijinks-wise, I think. Every yeah, time I'm, I see you, someone's just mad. You might also know me as Cock Sailor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Thank you so much. <laughs> why, why are so many people mad at you all the time? I, I'll be honest. I'm, I wasn't super familiar with like, I, I haven't seen your Twitter account before this. Why, why do people get mad at you? What do you, what do you, what, uh, what do they get mad at? I don't post as much lately. I should get back into it. But, uh, basically I'm just really, really good at rage bait. And I just have a way of saying things that piss off that kind of guy. Like I'm just, I'm just great it, at it. My you talent. pretended to be like a uh, uh, like a, an abortion nurse or something. What was tell, that's, <laughs> that, that's the big one. Yeah, that was my friend uh, Doctor Nifkin. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. uh, I said that I was a doctor who uh, misdiagnoses Republicans and then prescribes them uh, vitamins <laughs> instead oh, of God. antibiotics. Hey, I did see that. I did yeah. see that one. Yeah, I did. That, that was you. years ago, and people are still mad tagging me that shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I did a few other dumb things too, like I, uh, like exposed the Amazon FC people by just like kind of talking shit to the robot people, and they were like all talking to me. Like a different guy would respond each time, and I was like, "This is like talking to the Borg," <laughs> and like <laughs> that went super viral, and like just silly stuff like that. Hell yeah, that's what the internet's for. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, tonight I think we've got a couple things we're going to do. We're going to go through some fun news stories that uh, are just delightful. And then we're going to talk about, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a community that is near and dear to my heart. The kind of, it's like a, an amalgamation of different communities that all converge into one. And it's like the Indigo Child, Starseed, and people who believe they have like telekinetic powers type of people. Just incredible stuff. So- like I need you guys to understand like my daily routine is like <laughs> when I get up and I pour myself a cup of coffee and I start looking at my phone. One of the first things I do is to this day still, I will often go to Facebook and I do not look at my normal feed because there's nothing for me there. It's all just whatever. But I go to my groups and because in the groups is where the action is. I uh, actually just found out like last night that I've been in one of this uh, one of these telekinesis groups for so long that they just made me a mod of it. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, did you, you're moving did you take advantage world. of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and like, I hang out in there for, for my part, I'll just kind of, you know, ask questions and I'm not just, I'm just hanging, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't have any much to contribute there. You make friends with everyone. Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'm in probably like 10 telekinesis groups or telekinesis <laughs> and like levitation is a big one. <laughs> Which is very, very fucking funny. We'll get to the levitation people too. Um, but before we get to the fireworks factory, I think let's let's hit some news. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn about the mental illness that forms in Facebook groups. But yeah, we we got we got some stuff to talk <laughs> we about. We got some time. We got some time. Yeah. Uh so June, you had some uh huge news uh, huge news in the uh in the Western Kabuki DM that our friend of the show, Will Stancil, is yeah. running for some sort of office. Tell me about that. Yeah, he's – so there's not too much about it. I think it was just found. Like there's not a news story about it. There's there's some well, person was just – And by the time this gets yeah. released, it'll be old news, but yeah. Yeah, like just as of an hour ago. So some – just some random Twitter user was looking at like – I don't know if it was like domain registrations or like uh, like Act Blue. I think it was like Act Blue, um, like registrations, and they happen to come across a familiar name, Will Stancil, <laughs> friend um, of the show. Will Stancil, <laughs> yeah, friend of the show. We've we've briefly talked about him before. He's someone that we like. I, I think we've had talks about making like an episode about him, but to me, he doesn't. I wouldn't consider him like a villain. Like we wouldn't do like a story of a villain because he's not really like a villain in the same way can you way that tell me about is. him like more yeah, for anyone who doesn't know who I he don't. is i, don't I feel like i feel like his his main deal is he seems like he's like a think tank guy he's like a he's yeah. like a he's like a lib-brained weirdo but yeah his, like, like the main best. argument his main argument and the thing that he goes to bat for every fucking day on twitter for <laughs> hours a day is everyone is wrong about the economy joe biden's doing a great <laughs> job and there is a shared delusion on the like on the democratic liberal left of center side that joe biden is doing a bad job <laughs> and anybody who is um he calls it he he says that it's like uh he says that it's like vibes economics or something like that anytime someone yeah, he calls is like, it the he calls it the vibe <laughs> session he, he refers to what we're in right now as the vibes session that we're not in a real recession which technically he's right we are not in a recession like by actual economic indicators, but a lot of people like his theory, why everyone thinks everything's so bad right now, which a lot of people are struggling right now, you know, like in, in the world in America, but his whole theory is the vibes session theory. Yeah. And no, you're right. He, he's like an extension. I think of him as like the modern age, like 
Matty Iglesias, like those like blogosphere type. Yeah, like 2000s. He's next gen yeah, he's, like, he's he was birthed out of like a, a lab somewhere. He just emerged from the the tube, the test tube, and he's so, he's the continuation of these guys. But but he also takes every opportunity, like like Matt Iglesias, he takes every opportunity to to like make stake out a contrary position that has like no basis in logic. So you know when the Al Sifa Hospital was attacked, I think that's the name of it, in Palestine. Yeah. He was like, well, you know, we're not getting good pictures from the thing. And then, you know, when, like, the obviously Israeli-accented uh, um, Arabic speakers were, like, planning attacks uh, on phones, um, <laughs> yeah. he was like, well, you know, there's no proof that it isn't, you know, that it isn't Palestinians. Like, he really is just, like, whatever whatever is the least logical position, he'll be like, look, I'm just asking questions and I'm just, you know, <laughs> trust but verify. I'm trying to be scrutinizing these things. And then every time he turns out to be wrong and then people are like, hey, dipshit, do you realize that you were wrong about all this stuff? And he's like, I'm really, you know, I never said I was right about anything. I'm just trying to, you know, keep the jury out <laughs> and like, the let people decide for themselves. He's, he's just getting to the truth. And like I, what I will say about him and why I don't think he's necessarily a villain is like I kind of respect him. Like I kind of respect his posting ability in terms of like – and just like you, Diana, he has a skill for getting people mad at him. I have never I actually seen... don't believe he's real. <laughs> you think he's like an AI? <laughs> like yeah. He's AI put out by the Democratic Party to exactly, just like plant yes. this. Yeah. I blocked I, him months ago because it was like I kept seeing people like try and get the quote tweet dunks in. And I'm, like, I'm sick of this. Like I yeah. can't. I'm not. Yeah, I did too. I've been at that point. I, I haven't blocked him because my current strategy is to befriend him. Yeah, you DM'd him. Did he ever get back to you, by the way? <laughs> he never did. No, oh, I was so I upset. It. I know. Yeah, no, I reached out. I was like, hey, Will, let's like, let's chill. Let's talk. Like, I wanted to talk to him. Like, maybe, maybe we can be best buds. Who knows? Maybe he's like a cool guy. Peace um, in our time. Yeah, no, but um, he is going to be running for, I forget the exact district, um, but I'm sure he's going to announce it soon. Maybe even before this episode airs. He's running for the state house. Um, in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah so. so we're district sixty one A. Yes, that's right. So we're we're gonna if if you thought you saw a lot of Will Stansel before, ooh, we're gonna be seeing a lot more of that dude. <laughs> and maybe maybe if he wins the election, if he becomes a state house representative, I, I I've I've been thinking we can maybe do a story of a character instead of a story of a villain for him <laughs> because he he's been around for a long time. He's been getting people mad at him for a long time, and I it would be really interesting. Specifically, if he becomes a public official, to like do a deeper dive on just on him, because he's not going away. He's going to be around like a little worm. I think he's going to be president in twenty twenty eight. I believe <laughs> he's going to make his way up there. He's young. He's like he's going to be like thirty five. I think really soon. Yeah, he's not. Oh, even this 35. bio is killing me. I do <laughs> metro policy research focused on fair housing, school integration, and democracy. I am a proud member of Do Something Twitter. Fuck you. Okay. All right. I don't know if I can be friends with Do Something Twitter. That's the do worst. Something. I hate doing shit. That's that's too much yeah, responsibility. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Democrats I'm gonna walk that back because I do want to yeah. get him on the show. I think it would be very. Fun. I lo- I love a maniac. I love a good maniac. <laughs> and he's a great one. I will say this for uh, on our behalf: podcasting is doing something. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pushing the needle. We're pushing. It's <laughs> not something yeah. good. <laughs> but it is something kind of. But no, I will always give Will credit, and and, and like I I've 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 quote tweet dunked him, but I will always give him credit. He he spent like a week or longer, about two weeks ago, going after like white supremacists, like you know the classic like 
super racist, like like the the phrenology type people. And there was like you could go in any post he made, and there was just like the most racist people imaginable in his replies. And he was like he was taking them to task. Like he sometimes uses his powers <laughs> for good. Like genuinely, he was he was like going off on these people. It was wild. I, I actually had fun watching him uh, during. They're that gonna one. have him do like a John Henry style competition with Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I think we're gonna be hearing a lot more of that dude, sadly, going forward. I think Gronk That's is good. farther left. Gronk is farther left? Yes. <laughs> baby Gronk? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, baby uh, Gronk in so baby Gronk is gr- gonna run for president and it's gonna be Will Stansel as a Democrat. Baby Gronk is a Republican. Baby Gronk works. <laughs> I was actually I meant to say Grok the uh, the ex AI, but yeah, you know, uh, we can have a three way uh three way Mexican standoff president. Yeah. President Gronk will be the independent running. <laughs> yes. Andrew Yang it. will be his running mate. <laughs> yeah. It's so, running mate. Yeah. Um Good luck to Will Stansel. Hopefully we, I would love to get him on the show. If he ever writes you back, uh, maybe we start, I don't know if I want to publicly ask him to come on the show. That's embarrassing. But I'll, maybe. I'll, I'll get in there. Don't worry. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to become good homies with him. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe we can get the, the Will Stansel interview. That would be a lot of fun. It could be like, for me, almost like a Cybersmith 2.0, because I didn't really know anything about him either when we interviewed him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. you never know. Uh, okay, so next news story, moving on from our friend Will. Um, the the Podfather, our um, glorious benefactor, Elon Musk, has allegedly been caught uh, with another alt, guys. Did you guys another hear about one? this at all? No, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is, oh, this yeah. one's, this is fucked up, dude. <laughs> like, so you have heard this, Alex? This is like, this is so weird. Okay. I thought that Wait. there could not possibly be anything weirder than him doing an alt from the perspective of his two year old son. Yeah. And okay. Not only was that one weird, it was super weird because he was pretending to be his like two year old son, but he was like horny. That was yeah. so weird. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was like, he was, <laughs> so, so creepy. It was, so, it was one of the creepiest things I ever witnessed. And I actually, <laughs> independently, I didn't see the story that you're about to talk about, but I just happened to come across, like, I just happened to be going through screenshots and I looked through Elon's, po- like, the, the posts are still up. Like, Elon's two-year-old alt, like, his two-year-old child is still there. All the weird comments are just still there. It's so bizarre. Yeah, because wow. if he deletes it, then he it's like a, you know, a tacit admission of guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a Daily Dot article from Michael Talon. Uh, it's called... Musk accused of running burner on X again, a nuking account who outed him. Uh, users on X believe platform owner Elon Musk has secretly been operating a burner account in order to lavish praise on himself. The allegation <laughs> gained traction over the weekend after a popular comedic user known as Liam Neeson brought attention to the claim. If you guys don't know who Liam uh, Liam Neeson is, it's like a kind of like a Jeff Tiedrich style resistance lib but focused on Elon type of account. Or yeah. So never heard of this my, my only before. familiarity with that guy is he was mistaken by like a Republican representative as the actual Liam Neeson. Like the, this yeah. like Republican <laughs> guy <laughs> was like, <laughs> he was like in his replies and he was like classic Hollywood elite uh, shitting on the little guy. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like some guy. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, Nissan and others said that the ex-user Adrian Dittman, which regularly gives acclaim to Musk and his companies, actually belongs to the billionaire. 
The matter was made only worse when Nissan's account, which boasted well over 250,000 followers, went, on went offline shortly after. While many have accused Musk of suspending the, the account, a notice of Nissan's profile simply states that it no longer exists. On Blue Sky, Nissan told his followers he left the site after a person behind the Dittman account tried to dox him, saying he began to receive creepy DMs with personal information. What the Nissan, fuck? Nissan, who is known to shit. regularly criticize Musk, also had been suspended from X earlier this month for allegedly violating the platform's terms of service. So... Again, um, this not Elon, Elon guy. So if he, the context here is that what the implication is, is that this person was, Lee, uh, Liam Neeson was DM'd information that pretty much like would come from the owner of the website. Like no one else could really have this kind of information is, is what I'm picking up here. So it was it like, I mean, it was, it had to have been more than like just where he lived then, right? It had to have been like really like yeah like account information type stuff yeah exact that's that's i didn't look at at uh at their blue sky but i just was kind of looking at some of the the tweets about this article and that's what that's what i what i gather from it i could be wrong but uh that's crazy we'll see going forward um one, one of the wild things about this is that is that someone i saw a a um and I'll find it and put it in the episode. Uh Alex make a note put this in the episode. There was a <laughs> there was a, 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 a Twitter space with Adrian Dittman yep. and Alex Jones. Yep. And Alex Jones is talking and Adrian Dittman is talking and sounds remarkably like Elon Musk. And, no. and Alex Jones keeps going, is that Elon? I think that's Elon Musk. Uh, please don't go, Adrian. Let's let's get David Icke's response. David Icke, stay there. David. Yeah, I mean, I mean can, can we can we just uh, get this right? I'm, is this Elon Musk or not? Never mind the name. What is it Elon Musk no, or what? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> I'm definitely not Elon. Hundred percent. That's a perfect Elon Musk answer. So this is either an amazing advanced AI of Elon Musk or it's Elon Musk, uh, Adrian uh, Dittman. Uh, I like to go by Rogue AGI. <laughs> Rogue AGI. Okay. Okay. And he was with doing a space with David Icke, the guy who believes that every world leader, he's like the maverick, but instead of everyone is trans, everyone's is like a Zionist lizard. Um, <laughs> so that's who was in the space that Elon was participating in ostensibly under this moniker. And they is like, this sounds so much like Elon that they called it out. Wow. So I'll skip that part of the article because that, that's what, what was next. <laughs> Classic. It's the wacky woo-woo if it is not Elon Musk. That person is like, <laughs> an, it needs to get paid to do voice impressions. Uh, I don't is, understand. I like if that really is, and I, I like truly do believe that that's Elon Musk. Why is he pretending to be just like some guy? Like, is it, is it like he's not racist? He can't be right to like, he, he's limited with how racist and awful he can be. Yeah, if you account. go through the Adrian Dittman accounts likes, there's your answer. Because yeah. I did oh, before this no. episode. And like who he follows and what kind of stuff he's engaging with. It's like racist and horny. Um, <laughs> and like, it's really funny because he responds. You could tell it's Elon because he does the dipshit cry laugh emoji in the exact same fucking way that Elon does. And he like <laughs> responds to his own jokes and he's responding to himself and he goes, I'm dead cry laugh emoji. And like, just... Uh, he, he's just like sucking e uh, Elon or his own dick, like in everything that he like responds to. And the worst one, the weirdest one is there's a picture <laughs> of Elon with his kids and uh, Adrian Dittman says, you're an amazing father, Elon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh man. This, this is the like most lonely dude. 
just to have ever existed. There's people that are in solitary confinement that are less that lonely than this dude. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. He is in oh. a hell of his own making. And sorry, <laughs> yeah. it's just funny. Like yeah. I think that Elon, like I, for a lot of years, people say money can't buy happiness. I thought they were full of shit because uh, money can buy happiness. However, I think there is like a um, a limit to that, a point of diminishing returns, because Elon Musk is the least happy person <laughs> on God's green earth. You and he's that's just the not richest. Well. Yeah, just just fucking crazy. Yeah, no, you're you're uh, right. There's there's like a level where it stops buying happiness, and then with every increase, it like inverses. It, it, it's like a <laughs> mental illness inverse. Someone yeah. needs to like plot this out. Someone needs. Once to make you this get chart. to a billion dollars, I think maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll have to re refigure this out with inflation. But at some I think point, it's important it to note dollars. that that Adrian Dittman last tweeted 39 minutes ago and is no, still going. He's strong. still doing it. And he's still like <laughs> respond. His most recent tweets are a response to uh, Lindy Eccarino, um, a response May to Musk. our buddy, our <laughs> buddy Brian Krasenstein, oh, wow. a response to whole Mars catalog, all of the usual suspects. Oh, if God. you use an alt to respond to your mother, I think that you need to be locked up. I just, that's the most, <laughs> like, first of all, we got to ask, does May know that this is actually Elon? And is that better or worse if she does? <laughs> I really hope that she doesn't. I think that would be really, I mean, she, she like, she goes out of his, her way to, to defend him all the time. And that's like already really sad. But imagine if she, <laughs> like, like you guys have seen those posts where it's like this, like 80 year old woman being like, stop making fun of Elon. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So, just like imagine if she finds out that her son is like lonely on this alt and like posting like oh elon you're a great father you're doing wonderful like that would destroy i feel like that would destroy her that would like ruin her life like she's already dealing with this this son who's just like the most pathetic guy out there imagine dealing with just imagine that getting worse oh my god you know how i also know that this is elon sorry i i, I was just kind of going down a rabbit hole watching uh this he, you can tell it's Elon because he's the only user on the entire website that has only verified users can respond to his posts. <laughs> <laughs> I like forgot that was a feature. I've yeah. never seen that used. Because nobody fucking uses it except for him. Like, sorry, that to me al- alone is like proof enough for me to say <laughs> that this is definitely Elon. That's incredible. Yeah, that sounds right. And obviously, um, you know, aping for the cyber truck and all the other just like typical. <laughs> i well i'm so glad that he's still posting on that account like it's just gonna get so much worse and it's so obviously him i think that he he's gonna just get really high in ketamine one of these days and he's just gonna like post a selfie and like just leave it up. like <laughs> he's gonna like totally reveal it one day he uh I'll just say this. He's liking a lot of women's selfies on this alt account. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a theme with all his alts that people have found out about is he's like, he, they're horny. They're so, yeah. And uh, like that tracks with his posting on his main account where he, he made that post over a year ago. Now that was like, I haven't had sex in ages. Laysai. <laughs> Like this dude, <laughs> he keeps, he keeps posting dude. horny on his main account lately he, too. Does he really? Like, yeah, he posted a bunch of weird stuff, like his memes, his hilarious memes. Oh no! <gasps> Wait, you're right. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw a couple of those. I feel like if oh, you're that hilarious meme that was like that was like boobs rule. You're yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 2005. Oh here. 2005 from, uh, meme. Yesterday, ah, oh, finally, extra slutty olive oil. Oh, oh my god. god. 
God. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I saw that. That was so bad. I just don't understand how much of a fucking imbecile you have to be to see that. Like, that's the smartest man in the world. I don't care. What <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't care that my family won't call me back. That was my one of my uh, most recent bits was I said that I was an engineer and mm-hmm. that, um, <laughs> I yeah, that. <laughs> I said that uh, me and my coworkers laugh at him and call him uh, the CEO, but it stands for code efficiency zero, like the nerdiest <laughs> office joke. And it went super viral. And I got like to this day, I, I have a ton of followers that just think that I work at Twitter and just you got fired for having blue hair. <laughs> I got community noted on it too. It was like, this is a comedian. She's lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> community notes are the devil. Yep. Oh, they are. They're, They're the, the worst. Devil. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I I hope there's a continuing saga of of Elon just being a psychopath. Watch that space. That. He yeah. doesn't seem like he's ready to let that one go. I think he's um this is a, the the point where hubris will finally like expose him because he's not going to abandon this one like he abandoned the creepy child account he's still going (laughs) yeah yeah like as we're recording this he's talking so it's uh, so weird so weird yeah doesn't he also like reply to uh taylor swift regularly like and she never replies back or or responds to him at all and he's always just like nice selfie hey like just really sad yeah on his main account he wants engagement from her because he feels like it will somehow validate you know, uh, X as a, as a viable platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, I feel like she like self-distributed her movie and he, he wrote a pouty response, which was like, why couldn't you put it on it? <laughs> it's he so just, funny. Every time he does that a few days ago, tweeted Taylor Swift as a concept is the reverse engineered parasocial hyperscale of a relationship. Tell me that's not Elon <laughs> Musk. That doesn't make sense. That's some Elon Musk bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, yeah. You'd have to dissect every word to understand. I don't know what that is. That is nothing. Oh, I love this. Now, I'm so excited. Complaining about like someone else being ostensibly parasocial in some way when you are posting from an alt that you use to laugh at your own jokes on me that stings it's so dark okay that's a little dark let's move on to something (laughs) even more dark i would argue uh alex i posted the uh the link in that in the zoom chat yeah yeah so uh some of you may remember that uh that matt taibbi who used to be a journalist real journalist he wrote for uh rolling stone and wrote a couple books he was actually like really like really good old stuff like one of his books like i would argue is really good he was actually he used to be a great dude so so i mean just to give a little background what happened with matt taibbi is he was this reporter who ostensibly wrote a lot about you know oligarchs and the way that they control uh the way that they control the economy and the the hand that they have over all of us And then um, two things happened simultaneously. One, some writing that he did when he was living in Russia that was pretty gross, to be fair. Um, He was writing, he would, him and another uh, writer would write, wrote for this, wrote this magazine called The Exile. And The Exile did a lot of stories where they um, would talk about, you know, uh, things that were going on in post-Soviet Russia, underage prostitution and things like that. But they would talk about it in this really sort of misogynist, cavalier kind of way, which they say was sarcasm and wasn't real. It was sort of like Hunter Thompson style exaggeration. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, well, 
either way, it's misogynist and we don't believe that it's not real. You're just doing that to cover your ass. So that happened. He had to give a big apology. It was right about the time a book of his came out. I think it was like 2017 or something. And then also- That was before Hate Inc., right? Yes, I think so. And then the Russiagate investigation started and he decided that he thought that that was a bunch of bullshit, which to be fair, it was a lot of it was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, but- he he doubled down so hard on it that by the end of sort of like the fallout of this situation with uh, his old writing and the um, situation with Russiagate, he basically like took a hard right turn. And he, just like Glenn Greenwald, was caping for all of the people that you don't like, like Peter Thiel and uh, Elon Musk. So when Elon Musk bought Twitter... The first thing he did was install a bunch of people to report on stuff that he was giving them, the internal documents. And the internal documents among those, so that was the Twitter files, famously from our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget about the Twitter files being a thing that we like witnessed happening so often. It was like yeah, so it was inconsequential. Change the game. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for anybody who doesn't remember what the Twitter files were, it was like, it was like emails about moderation decisions that Elon Musk uh, gave up and the the discussions were basically like people being very conscientious about trying not to ban people who are remarkably hateful and then ending up banning them when they felt like they had no choice and they're like see this is proof of the censorship that goes on at Twitter so like he was reporting those Barry Weiss was reporting those a couple of other people were were reporting out this information that was being given to him but like both Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi had falling outs with Elon Musk over the course of the reporting. Barry Weiss, because she disagreed with some of the things that he was saying. And Matt Taibbi, because Matt has a Substack <laughs> and Substack made their own sort of mini version of Twitter that lives within the Substack ecosphere. And uh, Elon Musk got very mad about that. And it, to the point where like, he to this day does not allow like, you know, the link cards that pop up when you put a link in for Substack. Like he won't allow them. The, it's so the petty. It's so I know, petty. It's wild. <laughs> just it's just like always so blatant too. Yeah. And um the the they are be they're still like being downvoted and so on and so forth. So what happened this week is that someone sent a someone sent a tweet to him, which was like, why don't I ever see your tweets, Matt Taibbi? You are, uh, you know, you have millions of followers, but I can never see you. He has like 1.9 million followers. And uh, what he did was say like, well, you know, since Elon Musk has, has previously posted some of my correspondence with him, it seems only fair that I can post some with him as well. So from this article, which is uh, from the Daily Beast. Beast mode play, by the way. Just an incredible beast mode play to be like, I'm, I'm releasing <laughs> personal uh, talks with Elon. I love that. <laughs> so from this article, it says, the former Rolling Stone reporter joined forces with Musk to release revelations about Twitter after Musk's takeover of the platform, but the pair fell out last year over Taibbi's loyalty to the newsletter platform Substack. He's since accused the Tesla mogul of deliberately restricting his ex-posts uh, the every we're talking here about X, the everything act, uh, alleging this week that Musk Musk put quote a hex on my account, responding to an ex user <laughs> asking why his account was quote so invisible Thursday. Taibi wrote because 
Elon Musk is uncomfortable around people who aren't afraid of him and wants to prove that he can hurt my business instead of just talking to me, even if it means suppressing access to news he thinks is important. He also accused the, quote, supposed free speech champion, Musk, of choosing to, quote, suppress his account forever instead of just talking to him. Um, <laughs> and then he says, since Elon Musk, blah, 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 I decided to post it. And he posts a, a a text message thread between the two of them from April, 2023. Um, and he says, Elon, am I being shadow banned? We went on lockdown after discovering that Substack had stolen a massive amount of our data to pre-populate the Twitter ripoff. That's Musk replying. He, he's saying that, that their Twitter ripoff stole Twitter data. We have no idea whether that's true. The thing that I noticed that was interesting about that is that even after he called it, even after he changed the name of it to X, he calls it a Twitter ripoff. I'm like, um, not, not great branding if you still are messing that up to this day. <laughs> and then Elon says, looks like there's still a blanket search ban. Should be fixed by tomorrow. Going forward, tweets with Substack will not appear in for you unless it's paid advertising. Just like Facebook or Instagram, they will appear in quote in the following section. Taibi shot back with an exasperated response. Quote, Elon, I've repeatedly declined to criticize you and I have nothing to do with your beef with Substack, he wrote. Quote, is there a reason why I'm being put in the middle of things? This seems really crazy. Musk responds, you are dead to me. Please get off Twitter and just stay on Substack. <laughs> Which is a wild response. You yeah. are dead to well, me. Well, that's like a wild response to a wild response. Because if you're the <laughs> supposed investigative journalist who covers oligarchs and you're telling the richest man in the world how you abstained from critiquing Oh, yes, them, absolutely. Like, like, record stop. Like, that is not something that you should be saying. And it's like kind of audacious of him to even fucking release that tweet to begin with because like doesn't that kind of destroy your credibility forever now like you're just an opinion <laughs> guy now yeah i mean that was always the thing that that's why i feel like and not not just because of this but there was a lot of other reasons but i think that's why the twitter files were so blatantly obvious is that so many people that were reporting not just matt not just barry weiss until they had their falling outs just were obviously pandering to elon abstaining from critiquing him I, I, I yeah. stopped reading the Twitter files uh, after like round four or five. I don't know, there's like 20 rounds or something like that. Like the, <laughs> I, as I recall, like Lee Fong had like a vaguely interesting some ways uh, in which like the federal government like opined on certain kinds of things that should be moderated and how, but it wasn't even like anything surprising. It's the same kind of thing that happens across basically yeah, if, social media. If, you, if you're familiar yeah. with how the FBI, CIA functions, you, you basically already know everything about the Lee Fong one. But I, I agree, that was like the one good Twitter file. But it was basically just like, yeah, this is what the FBI has been doing for like decades, you know, right. that sort of stuff. I mean, the thing that I hate to, you know, I hate to feel bad for people who like have just completely gone all in on the grift, but it's like, Matt Taibbi had this rising star in journalism and then he got derailed by this thing from his past, which, you know, deservedly so he should have apologized for and moved on. People do stupid shit. I think that, you know, you own it and you move on. I don't think that I, I like don't think he would have been forever canceled. He would have had annoying people, you know, hovering around him for a while, but like he would have been fine. But instead he like hitched his wagon to all of the grifters. He was on Tucker Carlson. Like he would go on. <laughs> So, you know, he would do all of these things that like no respect, self-respecting journalist would do. And then almost immediately gets like his reach, gets like his just cut off at the knees by like 
the his own grift. Like he really stumbled ass backwards into fucking himself. And like, I can't help but feel bad for him because like I do, I get, I do think he was a very good journalist. He did a, even back in the day, he did some pretty ridiculous stuff. I remember, I think it was Hurricane Katrina. Him and Sean Penn decided to go down there and push around a canoe and try and do journalism together. And I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this with Sean Penn? This is ridiculous. Uh, I have no interest in this. Um, but I do think that like he, he's a good writer and I think he's a good, he's a good journalist or could, was a good journalist. And then just let it all sort of come apart. He followed the path, which you kind of touched on it before the, the like Russiagate thing where there was a truth in the Russiagate deniers and I, I i will always agree with that where it was it was a little overblown uh there was like not everything was russia's influence that that was absolutely true that was kind of like a democratic uh party line that that kind of became an all-encompassing thing in the media for a couple of years but then there was like that group of people like glenn greenwald lee fong uh matt taibbi where that just it like rotted their brain that it like I f- it ruined them so i feel like what happened is i think that the Trump administration would have welcomed uh, the Trump campaign would have welcomed money and influence from Russia. But um, I think we're honestly kind of smart enough not to get too deep and not to put anything, no, any pens to paper to like actually commit to it. But then, um, and then like people started doing like the Pepe Silvia corkboard from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) Look at all of these people with Russian names that were involved in this thing. Well, there's people with Russian names all over the fucking world. It doesn't mean anything, but um, I do think that they would have loved to get that kind of attention from them, but I just don't think that it ended up happening. And as a result, but, but that didn't stop Democrats from being like, Oh, well, this is definitely a smoking gun and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) The walls are closing in. The the walls were always (laughs) closing in for like four years straight. Anyway, this to me is just like, like, as you guys know, I, 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 I a couple times tried to get Matt Taibbi to come on the show because I have a lot of questions for him. I wonder how he feels about where he stands these days because I feel like he has lost the respect of many of his peers and instead is just kind of, I don't know. He's like, so he, you know, he has there. his own show with Katie Halper, Useful Idiots. I used to listen to it occasionally. I, Same here. Yeah. And I, I tried to catch up on it just to see like how much of this he talked about and Grant, to be fair, I didn't listen to enough probably to to accurately say whether or not he has addressed it or not. But it doesn't seem like he's so far as uh, at the time of this recording is really getting into any of this, which is surprising. He's pretty quiet about it. Mm. Well, maybe we can have him on Western Kabuki. Maybe, maybe he, <laughs> I think he's on our level at this point. He, yeah, he don't has... um, don't do that on your show. <laughs> do it on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we'd still love to have you. I know that I seem like a real obnoxious asshole. I promise I'd be fair, um, but I wouldn't be gentle. My behavior would largely be determined on whether or not he would sign my copy of Hate Inc. (laughs) (laughs) There's a huge opportunity here. Ball's near court, dude. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fuck. Any more news? Are we we newsed out? Are we ready to move on to (laughs) the main event? move away from Twitter brain rot to, to Facebook, to Facebook brain rot. Brain oh, rot. Yeah. buddy. We never get to do, uh, Mm-mm. we never get to do like the old. So like I'm in, in a lot of these groups. Cause like my old podcast was like really about like just various internet subcultures and, um, how, they would find each other on. It's not too di- different from what we're doing now, unsurprisingly, but it's more just like subcultures and how people kind of like fight loneliness in whimsical and funny ways. And so, uh, back in like fuck from 2016 to 2018 when that show was on, um, I would just 
joined because it was more popular now. Facebook is a graveyard, but the groups are still going, a lot of them. So I just joined like a, a hundred of just groups of just various maniacs that I've been embedded with your urine therapists, the uh, QAnon types, the election. Urine therapists? Urine th- yeah, people we'll, we'll who- talk- we, we'll, we'll do the urine therapy episode <laughs> at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have. Uh, I I have been to not one but two different um, Zoom uh, <laughs> urine therapist events, and it no. is huh. fucking wild. Oh um, my god! Personal personal interests. Yeah, personal interests. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like there was that guy that went semi-viral and was in the news for drinking this just really disgusting. He was like the. The, yeah, the, the guy, the hippie it. guy, right? The hippie guy. He's real and, tan with blonde hair. Yep. And like <laughs> the piss that he was drinking, there was like pictures of the bottles and it was like really dark brown. And I was like, dude, <laughs> it's not a good idea. He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's aged. It looked like <laughs> ale. It's aged. Yeah. And oh. I knew that too. It was, it was so embarrassing. I'll have to find, maybe I'll self-retweet, but it was like back when this was going on, I was like in the comments, like, you idiot. It's dark, it's dark like that because it's aged. If you did your research, you would know this. <laughs> is it? Is it? Okay. Maybe I'm pulling this out of left field, but isn't that guy also like a, a gooner? Like he like wants, he like uh, drinks his own cum or something like that. Oh. And like jacks off with other guys and, and talks about Listen, doing I f- that. I, f- I feel like if you drink your own piss, I, f- I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's in the I ballpark. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think you're right. Can you in a, can you in a <laughs> yeah. sentence, can you in a sentence please explain uh, sort of the, the log line of um, urine therapy? Like what, what's the deal there? Like, what is urine supposed to fix? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <man. laughs> Everything. You can drink it. So, like, there's, there's, uh, God, there's like some not funny stuff about it because, like, a lot of these are like really poor people who are like, I can't afford a doctor. Is it true that urine can cure cancer or urine can do this? Like, and oh, let me guess, fuck, they're like, buddy. they're like, yes, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. And that part really fucking sucks. But then there are the people that are like, uh, yeah, I I actually just rub piss all over my face every day and it's great for my skin and hair and it rocks. Oh. And, and there's like fun, funny posts about like, I'm on like week two or three of like using this to clear up my skin and um, I'm getting complaints about how I smell. What do you guys do about that? Like, just <laughs> oh god, so well, crazy. I think we're, we'll have to do a away, deep dive man. episode. We'll we'll do a. Urine, I would love to. I would love to do dive a episode. urine therapy episode. I <laughs> yeah. would fucking love that. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about them. What we are here to talk about is kind of this like cross section of the indigo child starseed people who believe that their alien nature has granted them various kinds of uh, magical type powers, telekinesis, <laughs> levitation, things of that nature. So you guys all oh, watch yeah. the documentary. The Indigo Children Vice documentary. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. What was your, what were your takeaways before we get into this? So I, I had never heard of this community at all before this like yeah. uh, Indigo child. You might be a thing. bit young for this. So for anybody who doesn't know this, like it's been around technically since like the 60s or 70s, but it didn't really become a thing until like the 90s and into the early 2000s when it like it was like an it was, it was like an early if you're like a millennial or a Gen Xer that was like hanging out on on the internet early times like the first weird this is like the proto freak group was the Indigo yes, people. I'm, I'm the founder. So what are the key Indigo traits? Highly psychic or intuitive. Many of them will capable of healing other people, whether emotionally or energetically or physically. Non-conformity to 
anything from school to pa parents to jobs. That is why many of them are out of place. They just plain simple different. There is no label to it. It's not ADD or ADHD. It's um, it just a different vibrational, energetical type of, of a person. The whole notion. Yeah, and it it feels a lot like, and like you said, it was like in the '90s. It feels kind of like an extension of like a hippie-esque sort of community. Mm -hmm. It's maybe maybe not mm -hmm. so much an extension, but like the dying grasp of like the hippie movement, sort of. Yeah, if that makes like sense. the passing it, of the torch from like hippies to just like a modern new age. Yeah, like but just like an even weirder because like there's there's a lot of there's like granola type of people because like I was surprised. So they're they're like anti-vax. They're they're like anti high medication they're like they're anti everything except for just like it just vibes <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's vibes will stencil he would fuck with these people heavy they they, <laughs> they, they, they probably agree with the vibe session theory um but yeah no it, they're they're really interesting it's it's kind of like a I don't I don't know. They they believe they're like aliens. It's not they're not like aliens, but they they're like a different race or something, right? That's like kind of what mean, the theory is. I mean, this doesn't feel so weird to me. It's because this is sort of like this was like the end end stage of new agey kind of uh crystal religions. Like this is also the time of uh, you know, what are, what's the name of um Heaven's Gate? The Heaven's Gate cult mm -hmm. who yep. were worshiping a comet and then they all committed suicide because they were going to become one with the comet that was coming by and they were going to be pure energy and they were going to meet some aliens and blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of that stuff was going on. I mean, even some of the new age, some of that new age stuff ended up in sort of like the Branch Davidians, David Koresh universe and and his belief system. So like that stuff was everywhere in the early like from 90 to 98 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it was like, uh, like I said, it was, it goes back to like the late 60s, 70s. There's a woman named Nancy Antappi who wrote at first, it was just kind of like these like field type of manuals of like, so her whole thing was that she's like a parapsychologist, new age, whatever. And she has synesthesia, which is like when your senses are intertwined. So you can hear color or uh, she famously said that when she eats potatoes, she tastes triangles or something fucking <laughs> weird like that. And so what is, she is said was, real, is that a real one? Synesthesia? It's a real thing. So that, okay. I mean, what synesthesia she said may real, not be yeah, true, yeah. but it is, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, what she said was there were, she was starting to see in certain kids, um, indigo colored, like auras from like radiating from them. And, like ostensibly what this was is, and there's like a, a couple of really good like academic papers that were written on this where like you're kind of seeing um, the rise of like, you know, crime increases and children are being really undervalued in like the 70s, 80s and stuff. So what this kind of is, is like an almost noble way of like her trying to diagnose essentially kids with like things like ADHD with a different diagnosis because um, – she wanted these kids to have a future that wasn't, you know, going to be hampered by what she perceived as like a stigma for a mental deficiency or something. Right. Um, and, you know, faulty as that might be not harmful necessarily in of itself. Right. Um, but she has all of these like students and disciples. And in the nineties, she had um, her, her like kind of protege Lee Carroll and, uh, his wife, I believe they're married, Jan Tober. They there, this is the first instance I was going through Google archives of like when I could find indigo children coming on. And it was a, um, an advertisement in, and I'll put this in the show notes too, of like in a yoga magazine, it was like in a bunch of like kind of new age 
magazines and yoga stuff of an advertisement for their book that is basically kind of ostensibly like that, where if you have a child that behaves differently, if you are worried about kind of the increases that we're seeing in new kinds of um, diagnoses for mental health stuff, check this out because maybe your child is this. From there, it starts to spawn into something completely fucking different where, (laughs) well, these people have essentially like (laughs) partial alien DNA and they're like... (laughs) They have the power to like grant healing and to do weird and magical things. Yeah, which- these these are like the first real life JRPG characters. There's different classes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's different classes of people. There's there's healers. There's like sightseers. <laughs> there, there's there's like mind readers. There, there's like like they could they they are Final Fantasy characters is what they are. And they like I like the way that June you always bring it back to something that you know and understand. <laughs> yeah, to make it more relatable to our audience. Yeah, this is this is my frame of reference. <laughs> They they are different classes. They they I I loved it. They like there was that one part in the documentary where there were like different booths. That was like yep. the documentary guy trying to find his partner. He was like, okay, this is the healer. They have crystals. Uh, this is the like sightseer. It was really interesting. I don't know. They, I like that range they, they're GPS. Like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. No, I, they the thing that I found fascinating is they they like really felt comfortable and confident with like. They didn't doubt themselves. Like there was a common theme with every single one of them, and they were like, "No, I just kind of like no judgment on myself." Like there was the artist. There was there was a person who's like a really good artist. I forget what like class she would be. She would be the bard, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, definitely charisma class. Yeah, charisma. Yeah, she was a charisma class, and uh, she they they, it seems like they find like some sort of confidence in like this weird alien DNA community. I don't know. It's it was like really fascinating and like. I don't want to say wholesome, but it was just like, it's like clearly not real. Like this is not real stuff. And it's like clearly they're making up this world. And it, it, it's kind of sad. Like there was the two guys at the end where like, oh no, all of my friends that that I met in like middle school are starseeds and, and like indigo children. And it's like kind of sad that it, it that they kind of have to resort to that. I don't know. It's a weird like yeah. crossroads of like community, but like they're all mentally ill and embracing it. It's really interesting to watch too, because and it, uh, you guys didn't, I didn't link this one, but it will be in the show notes. There's a separate um, documentary in there called the Indigo Evolution. And it's a bit older. And actually some of the people I believe that were in the uh, the Vice documentary were featured in this as grownups. Um, and so essentially what you see is these are people that are kind of just like you would uh, – in a different orthodoxy, Christians or, or Jews or Muslims or whatever, like a, a normal church, they're taught these things as kids. And you see these like very well-spoken, well-behaved kids talking about, oh, well, I don't even like to use um, the label indigo child because it's like auspicious and people will think that I'm this or that or whatever. And there's like these really thoughtful, articulate little kids because a lot of them are coming from kind of, you know, well-to-do backgrounds in California and uh, are just kind of growing, growing up in this milieu. And then they <laughs> spend their entire lives just like, that's their normal. We're like, oh yeah, no big deal. Just like you might believe in God. I might believe in this or whatever. I am like part alien. And so are my friends. And we have <laughs> these classes and powers that we can do. And you see that come to, it's like culmination. And there was like so many, um, throughout the years, oh, like the indigo children were sent by God and they're like angels or they're channeling angels, to like save the world from 
demonic powers because some of it was tied into like the satanic panic. Yeah, that's Although a right. lot of the Christians were also against this because it's heresy, essentially. So yeah, I forgot about that this- part of it where they're like a part of their thing was that they that the indigo children will be like the leaders of the new world. Like they're yeah. they're gonna be like take over the earth. Like we're like they're smarter and better than normal humans. And that's why they have to take control of the earth. That was like part of it too. Like they're just so good genetically that they need to take over sort of. Yeah. It's really fun too. I was going through, I, I really love now that I'm, I've gotten better at like finding custom date ranges and stuff, searching for old things on Google. I found like really early, like 10 years ago, Reddit posts from people who like claimed to be like, Oh yeah, I, I was born indigo and i'm indigo like talking about it and then i clicked one of the most of them are abandoned right because 10 year old reddit profiles usually get ditched at some point i found this guy uh who was talking extensively about how he was indigo and how he was basically told you know that's exactly what we're we're doing we're going to be like the face of the next generation and all this stuff and i clicked this profile and the most recent comment that he made which was uh, recent within the last few weeks or something was uh horny response to Simpsons rule 34 porn. <laughs> so, so that's when, when you're genetically superior, that's what you're into. Uh, so yeah. yeah, the face of a revolution for sure. It's yeah. yeah. Very good. When, when you're, when you're genetically superior, you're into that. So if you, if Dude. any listener out there, if you're yeah. into, if you, Simpson, Marge Simpson rule gets you going, yeah, you might be Indica. You might, you might be special. You might be the world president one day. You, <laughs> yeah. You could. Uh, and I uh, I did also find I, I posted a little bit of this on uh, on Twitter as well. Every time now that we're like researching something, I try and see if I can find some just insane old Google archive of, of anything, if I can tie it back. And I did find um, this is from 2001, I think, the Weekly World News uh, that I posted about uh, the one that I posted wasn't about this. It was about the world's fattest cat. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so amazing uh, weekly world news. If you weren't around for it, you could just see this shit. Like if you were going to check out at a grocery store. So this is 2000, 2001. So like right as you're about to talk to a cashier who's like, yeah, we should glass Iraq. Uh, You would pick up one of these (laughs) and it would be like, uh, you know, the world's fattest cat, two-headed mare running against each other or uh, famously Bat Boy. And actually, June, when I posted that, June, I had a bunch of people ask me if you, you specifically, if you if you were familiar with Bat Boy, the tale of Bat Boy. No, I have no idea what Bat Boy is. Oh, God. Uh, Wild, dude. Uh, I, Someone else take it. I've been talking enough. Uh, do you want to take this one, Diana? Sure. He's, uh, he's a <laughs> half boy, half bat that they found in a cave. Yeah. And he was just like a recurring character in the Weekly World News. The like, son of Bill Clinton and updates. Monica Lewinsky, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, look, <laughs> highly recommend looking up Bat Boy. Yeah, he's had a whole world of adventures. He was involved with, um, oh, actually, there was a different president that, uh, Broke up the Clintons' marriage and the Weekly World News. So wait, when wow. you say the that Weekly World name. News, is that was that like a news organization at the time? It's like tabloid. The Weekly it's World like News was okay, okay. It's, was a was a tabloid, but was the tabloid that like was like was like the the face of the devil seen in a cloud? That was yeah. the kind of stuff it, they were working with. Real out there stuff. It was just all made up crazy stuff, like. <laughs> 
I can't even begin. Yeah, like like uh, Bigfoot spotted here. Um, this person is an alien. You know, a lot of Elvis is still are, are a lot of Elvis that, spotted. I just yes. remember. Are like, they hiring? Little, can I? Can I work? No, for they these went people? out of business. Oh. Got, they went they, out of business. No. But I'm I'm uh, looking at some bad boy. I'm incredible. looking at some bad that boy headlines. So here are a couple of bad boy headlines. Um, the first, of course, is Batchild found in cave. <laughs> so wait, how did they find him? Was he like hanging on the ceiling? What was he doing? <laughs> he was in there just going like, ah! <laughs> so he was feral. He was a feral yeah, child. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's feral. <laughs> then, then, and this is all during, this is all during um, the second Iraq war, I'm pretty sure. Maybe the first. Um, but there's, because there's a lot of Saddam Hussein. Oh, it's the second. There's a lot of Saddam Hussein sub headlines. It's also very uh, disgustingly jingoistic. Anyway. Uh, then there's right Bat the Boy. Bat Boy leads cops on three state chase <laughs> um, <laughs> with the sub headline: Mutant steals Mini Cooper car for joyride. Mutants. <laughs> mutant. <laughs> what did he look um, like? Why is he a mutant? Are you Google oh, Bat Boy looks, right he, now, he, June? It's yeah, yeah, please Google look Bat at Boy. it. Please look at it. Okay. And they always use the same picture for all the articles. No, no, that can't be real. So imagine me seeing this as a little kid, June, and like, I have just like take I I was just a young trusting rube for most of my life, and I'm seeing this like holy shit! Like, <laughs> why aren't people real. talking about this bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> like, as a little kid seeing this. Oh um, no, that's half half human, half bat locked in medical lab. Uh, then there's a second one, which is Bat Boy escapes, and then there's Bat Boy sighted in NYC subway, and then the, the one that's the one that is really really pretty cool is uh bad boy fights in Iraq <laughs> <laughs> to which they used a photoshopped picture of bad boy biting Saddam Hussein's shoulder. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and they've made, they've given Saddam Hussein big bug eyes and there's a little chomp, uh, sound effect that's right above. His this head. sounds like the best place to work in like the late nineties, the early oh 2000s. Oh my God. This, this would have been like a killer job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> there's a throwaway gag in the first Men in Black that they get all their news about what they have to do from the Weekly World. Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot they, about they that. Read it yeah. 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 That actually so might have cool. been how I figured out this was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Ha- halfway through your guys' explanation, I didn't realize it was fake. Like it yeah. took me a little bit to realize. Yeah, wait. What do you mean it's fake? <laughs> also, wait, uh, for what it's worth, a huge, a huge fan of Weekly World News, uh, famously, is Donald Trump. Loves it. Oh, Loves he's it. got good taste. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, bad boy joins up. That's so funny. So <laughs> that's who really was kind of the the star seed people was like the there's like you had some serious thought, but by this point it had been bastardized. And I, I tried to make this point earlier, and I think you could probably figure it out by now, but maybe if it's not clear to you yet, you can ask 50 different people about like star seeds or indigo children. Um, and you're gonna get 50 different explanations because like the ontology of this entire thing is just completely based on user experience and vibes. You know what I mean? There's no orthodoxy here. So like you have what was ostensibly uh, an alternative medical diagnosis now in the weekly world news is like your child is uh, your child, how to tell if your child might be a psychic genius. And it's got this little girl and she's actually got like the, like the Joe Biden laser eyes like a proto <laughs> version of that. And it's right next to an article of like Satan, Satan's bedroom slippers found in the <laughs> a man with two heads uh, ran against each other for mayor of a German town. And it's like, I don't know, just that's incredible stuff. Of, 
kind of what was going on there. Um, but they would eventually go on and in also in 2002, they had their first um, meetup. It was in Hawaii. And in 2002, they had the first Indigo child meetup that were like supposed to be the first like era of these kids growing up. And they were going to kind of like network so they could start the Indigo child takeover or something. And I actually <laughs> did get to see, a little bit. It was re- 2002 is really hard to find anything on the internet now, but I was able to through uh, the last few days of just archive searching. I did find some forums of people actually talking about that meetup and it was very funny because it's very early 2000s flame war. Everybody was like mad at each other on forums over God knows what, because you can't really understand who the original poster is or who's replying. And everybody has a giant like form <laughs> signature in their way. Uh, so there was, there was a uh, star seed or indigo child, like infighting. There was, was there all like the time, a, dude. a all power grab? Yes. Yeah. So there was a power grab for this shit. Oh, that's I so don't fun. think, man. Cause we're already like, <clears throat> yeah, we're already like kind of at the hour. I think maybe some, someday in the future, we go back to some of the, um, we'll do a part two follow up on this because the actual, like, it was blessed for me to go back to this time on the internet, like 2000, like 2000, 2002, you know, I'm like 13, 14 or whatever. Like this is like when I was online and this was like my first foray into watching freaks on the internet. So it felt really at home for me to see these uh, flame wars going on. And then you could find, I found like some old something awful.com threads archived about like the Indigo kids and like some fighting about that stuff. So there the, this, really, this like, stuff was kind of present online, like just in the, the, the annals early. of the internet for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Very early on this. Like, again, this was like, this was like the Beatles of weird guys online. This was <laughs> the first, like the go age. and see. Yeah. And like there it's different because like everything that we consume on social media now is like top down, right? There's like influencers and pockets of where we get and like neighborhoods where we get our information. Yeah. This is a, a whole different this is a wild fucking west everybody's on equal footing and that's why there was i think uh, psychologically maybe i'm playing uh in over my head playing arm armchair psychologist here but i think that's why you see a lot of this like fighting because it is everybody's ostensibly on even keels so like every any minor disagreement could turn into a 50 page form war famously you know, what was that, the drill tweet about the the wall of Waluigi fucking whatever the tweet he had about Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what this was like. And I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God. Like, there's just not enough time in the world to go and and get through all this. But, but there are a few things that before we wrap up this episode, I do want to have you watch, uh, you specifically, June, because uh, you take this to its uh, logical conclusion and two things happen. You have people that think that they have... um, these superpowers and because we live in hell and this is the rock economy, you <laughs> yeah. have people like selling courses on how to do telekinesis and how to levitate. And <laughs> Oh my God, I have some good videos of a guy who's selling courses on, <laughs> on how to do uh, both of these. Oh, I would love to learn how to levitate. I, I feel like I can unlock my potential if, okay. if I I'm watch some put, of these videos. Uh, I'll put the, the telekinesis one in, in the zoom chat first. And I want you to watch this and kind of explain what's going on. And hopefully Alex, um, if you can have the sound for this too, especially the second one, cause it's very crucial. So are these people related to, to indigo children at all? Yes. Well, so are. some are, some aren't. So like it's splintered off so many times. Now you've got star seeds and you've got crystal children and you've got, there's like, they essentially <laughs> have their own like tarot, 
like astrology chart reading of what kind of crystal child you are. So like this guy that you're um, about to see June definitely gets into all of that, uh, but not in this video. He's, he's, he's an influencer. Now we're in the era of influencers. So it's a little bit different. <laughs> okay. So there's a guy with a wizard hat doing telekinesis. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to, it, it's moving. The yeah. stone is moving. Oh Look my God. Go. He's well, so it's good. Not a stone. Let's call it. What is it's it's not a stone. stone. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, Tinfoil. <laughs> oh, oh. This is That's... a man in a wizard hat uh, waving his arms at a piece of foil, and when the gust of air moves it forward about two inches, he's that is his proof. Of oh, I love the flickering it. candles. Like yeah. every time he moves his arms so fast. Oh, also. Crucial, if you don't mind, uh, unmute it because there's a banger song on this. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> let me uh, let me unmute this. <laughs> oh my god, this goes hard. No, this is even funnier to me that it's it's tinfoil. Like I was like, it's oh, he's doing like, yeah, yeah, he was doing like editing effects. No, it's just gusts of wind, and he's convinced <laughs> he's doing telekinesis. That's so much better. Oh, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> it's like, and there's like probably like 20 or 30 people that are like selling courses and like uh, training sessions on how to do it. And they all do the same thing. They just move foil with gusts of, like, gusts of air. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm entering my, my credit card information right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, the next one I've got for you is the guy that I posted on Twitter with the mask. He, this guy is incredible because he teaches people skills such as telekinesis, energy channeling, um, angel channeling, healing. And, and levitation, which is one that I'm personally very interested in, but he also offers life coaching and financial planning. <laughs> <laughs> he he does it all. He's a, he he does the round robin. He does the gambit of everything. That's everything. Amazing. He's your one stop shop. So yeah. I just do that. He's in indigo. The, oh, the first thing I too. see is take laxatives. Incredible. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta clean out your gut. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, this is an ad. Okay, the ad. I'm sorry. <laughs> YouTube ad. Fuck. This is uh, he's a Russian guy, and I just think that it's just... okay. So there's no laxatives. There's no, no laxatives. Lax uh, it might help. Might help. <laughs> it probably would. Okay. He's like, you know, feel. I'm just gonna describe. Yeah, it you gotta unmute like this too because it's got this like Witcher three ass soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's laying down a field. He's got a piece of rope, and he's whoa. He's moving. Oh my god, he's floating. <laughs> How does this have five thousand likes? Yeah, that's the Holy thing. Shit. This is like the very, very obviously he gets his jump rope out to prove that it's real. It goes into slow motion, even though it's like very obviously poorly edited green screen. Yeah. But it's got oh five thousand oh. thumbs up, and this guy has like eighteen thousand subscribers and is like yeah. making a whole career off of this. This is like one of the one. It's not even the number one for whatever it's worth. This is like one of the levitation guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could post this as a blue check account on Twitter and convince a lot of people that this is dude. Real. Maverick could post <laughs> this today. Yeah. Maverick could yeah. post this today. And this guy would get like 50 new customers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People. I want to know how many people bought this. Do you, do you think he like talks to, to like curious minds that want to I, know? He speaks English, but a lot of his stuff is in Russian. I, I really thought about like asking you guys, can I use like 50 bucks of the show's money to take one of these courses? But <laughs> yeah. that was probably, probably not worth the investment. It would be interesting to find out. I disagree. Out. I yeah. disagree. <laughs> I disagree that it's not I think worth the investment. If we ever do, uh, if you're listening, you want us to do a part two on the um, 
on the levitating types, uh, maybe we will take that course. Yeah, we, we could do we could do a full episode, like more of a deep dive on all the different spheres, and we'll take dude. the course, and we'll dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about let's just do it? Because I like yeah, do we, it. I, I think we should just. I mean, I think okay. I, I would like to hear what people to. think. Yeah, but I would love to do like an even deeper dive on all of these different spheres, and we'll we'll come I back. I think that ties into the new wave, new world save the world higher purpose stuff of indigo children so i think you must <laughs> yeah I think it's your we duty. did we didn't even touch any of that there's yeah. so much and the higher purpose of western kabuki that's right <laughs> yeah. holy shit if we're gonna be part of do something twitter that's what it is <laughs> we're gonna Spir- we're gonna find <laughs> spiritual awakening twitter yeah we're, we're gonna find the drug that they give uh to tetsu and akira if you guys are familiar <laughs> it unlocks his mind <laughs> we're gonna unlock our minds we're gonna- oh man i wonder how like Neuralink ties into the indigo children oh my like if you are already psychic Ooh. and you can do telepathy and then you get Neuralink, like wow i think that it's gonna be the start of akira that's <laughs> gonna right. be he elon musk is the like scientists that created that drug oh my god <laughs> elon, he is just Elon's unlocking... gonna post this jump roping man <laughs> yeah oh my god no i'm all in i'm all in on this i am ready i'm ready to change the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we didn't even get to talk about. God damn it! Yeah, we have to do part two because we didn't even get to talk to, about any of my, any of the freaks that like I'm friends with now. Like the guy who swears he saw a cookie sheet in his house move, and he says, uh, <laughs> "I do come from a blood. Uh, I do come from bloodlines of witches and sorcerers, and there's apostrophes <laughs> after both of those." And his name's Love Sword. Yeah, I, and you go to his profile. He's this is like. 50 maybe something year old like really buff bald dude which is not what i expected i expected a child i'll be honest and then he he this sardis witcher guy who will be making an appearance in the next one now that we're best friends (laughs) um his most recent post is for some reason he just he like posted a link to like the mortal Kombat link tree and then posted something email about how he has to fight different kinds of fights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So I think, I think what we have to do is we have to do, cause so when, when we did this episode, we were like, uh, how much can we really talk about with this? So, so we wanted to talk about some news stories to just give us a little bit of a buffer. But I think what we have to do is we have to go into each, each class of all these people, we have to <laughs> yeah. talk about the urine therapists if they fall under the same tier. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's a totally different, that's a different episode. Thing. Okay, so we're we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna come back even better with even more research, even okay. more to talk about. I think because I would love. That. I think we got to rush that to next week. We can't. We can't just tease the. We can't tease the listeners with this and not do it right away. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll ne- do that next, next week. Next week. Next week. Okay. okay. Uh, shoot. Where are we at with time here? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we can call it good there. Does that sound good? Yeah. 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 It sounds great. I mean, is there anything that you want to plug, Diana? Nope. Um, <laughs> not even your Twitter account. Uh, my, my other Twitter account, Elon Musk. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we've got plugs, I think. I think, uh, I'm going to plug the Patreon because we're making some changes there. Um, Dono from Radio Free Tote Bag and I and a couple of friends are uh, doing our first Western Kabuki split off limited series show starting next month. We're going to be going through the first season of the Jersey Shore, and it's going to be um, not probably what you're expecting because it's going to be very well researched and very silly and fun. Um, and it'll be kind of a, a trip down memory lane. That's going to be fun. And I think, June, you've got your uh, some stuff coming up, too, on that. I, I do. Yeah, I have to. Yet. 
Uh, sure, I'll announce it because I think I have to check back in with my my friend I'm going to be doing it with. But we're going to be doing and and we we had about like a two hour long conversation about a couple of weeks ago, and we. He, he loves um, Neil Breen. And I, th- I think a lot of people know about Neil Breen. And we were going off. We we had this in-depth conversation about the Marxian worldview, Marxist worldview that Neil Breen can function under. So we're going to do a couple episodes. I don't know how many yet. It's We're still developing this idea. But we're going to do a Marxist analysis of Neil Breen's films. Yeah. That <laughs> so, that's going to be so awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, um also, just on the Patreon in general, one thing you're going to see, uh, probably it'll still happen from time to time, a lot less of is like uh, one episode split into two parts. I think we've kind of all agreed at this point. Every episode is going to be its own thing. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber, uh, you should think about it because you're going to get a lot, you're going to be missing out on a lot of different content if you're not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, th- there we do have one in the can that is a two-part episode. So uh, just, oh, just that's to, right. for fair Fuck. warning, yeah, yeah, we still got one point. more that's going to come out that way, but we're going to try and move toward yeah, that, having stuff more complete for the- We'll probably uh, slap it from time to time, time. You know, two-parters will happen. Yep. But far less, far less frequently. So it'll be a lot more, a lot more different topics every week. So that'll be, that's going to be a lot of fun and more bonus content. So a, a lot of, a lot of big things are, are coming down the way. Uh, also, uh, I don't know when it's going to air, but I'm going to be on an episode of the POD cast, which is, um, John from, uh, block party and Brian, uh, murder, Brian from guys, uh, doing a podcast about uh, new metal, which I know nothing about. And they told me to listen to a band that I'd never heard of. <laughs> That's going to be um, so much fun. And we're going, we're going to, uh, talk about it tomorrow. And I'm going to be also talking tomorrow to Liv Auger and Julian on the Perverts podcast. We're going to be talking about, I think that's probably going to be out by this point. So we're going to be talking about um, Femboys, if I remember correctly. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I hope I didn't just uh, misremember what, what we're going to be talking about. But we're, I'm going to be on Perverts. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the QAA, um, uh, QAnon Anonymous sideshow. So nice. check that out. Love those guys. You guys are doing stuff. I'm lazy. I got to get start cracking the whip, getting on some other shows. You, I mean, hey, they, they, I just got a DM, man. It's not like I'm out here being like, when are you guys going to put me on the show? <laughs> I know. I feel really weird doing that. Yeah. No, no, Caleb, you have big stuff coming. You're going to be doing, you're going to be filling us in soon about even more Starseed children, Indigo children, yeah. all of the, the levitation God people. Damn. I have to figure out how to organize it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. That's going to be one of my favorite ones. I think, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you very much, everybody, and we will see you next week. See ya.